0: It's time to ignite your life, empowering from the inside out. Stop comparing yourself to others. Imagine creating your lifeliness the way you choose. This is Now Women Ignite. You're about to meet some amazing entrepreneurs who will share their journey and the ups and downs that led them to where they are today. Listen with an open mind and heart. Now, here is your host, Karen Wright. Listeners,
1: welcome into Now Women Ignite. So excited about today's guest. We have Bryn Murdoch from Ogden, Utah. How are you doing this morning, Bryn? So good. So excited to be here. Thanks, Karen. Well, we're excited to have you here. Today's show is titled Make a Difference by Developing Others. Changing the world often begins right at home, where your passion meets your local community. Today's guest, Bryn, is an executive director of the Ogden School Foundation. She truly believes that a rising tide lifts all boats, so she's working hard to raise the tide in her community by developing local leaders and providing opportunities for people to flourish. So today, we are going to deep dive in some powerful information from Bryn and get to know Bryn a little bit better today.
2: I'm so excited. Just excited to be here with you, Karen. I'm so excited that you're here, and you get to see all like, the fun
1: things that we're doing in the backstage. <laughs> All the podcasts, and it's like, here we go. This is
2: what we do with technology. Like, I know this is a new world to me.
1: It totally is, it totally is. And my listeners, they always like put up with me. And I I truly love my listeners and I appreciate them. And you can continue to reach out to me on my website, shinenowornever.com, with your questions. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I'm always looking for the locals. Um, women or men to come and share their story with us. And today we get to do that with Bryn. At the beginning of each segment, I love um, Bryn just to take time just to do a deep um, grounding breath work together. And I always invite my listeners to do the same. So at this time, we just close our eyes and cross your legs and cross your hands just so you're like loosey-goosey in the chair. This is what it's about. And just close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. And take another deep breath into your nose. And out through your mouth. And then one more deep breath in. And out through your mouth. And now bring your hands up around your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. And repeat this affirmation, I am worthy of my love, three times.
2: I am am worthy worthy of of my love. love. I am am worthy worthy of my love. love. I am worthy worthy of of my love.
1: Another deep breath in through your nose. Out through your mouth. And then tapping three times on your chest, repeating the word "accept." accept. Accept,
2: accept. Accept, accept,
1: accept. Accept. Another deep breath in and out through our mouths. Listeners, as you took the opportunity just for a moment, just to stop, just to be, to breathe and to be present, understanding that the breath is a gift of life understanding that now is a time to open up your heart, put your ego behind and allow yourself to lean in to the message and the stories that will be told today. One more deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Bryn, thanks for doing that with me. I always feel like with my guests, it just gives us the opportunity for you and I to connect. And just be in the moment, because you've had a busy morning already. You said you were down in Salt Lake by seven this morning.
2: I was, yeah. And there was snow, so I'm glad the roads were clear and made it there and back, so it is good to just take a second to breathe and and just be mindful of of all that's around us and all we have to be grateful for, which part of that is spending time with you. Which I, my heart is just
1: thrilled. <laughs> it's pumping really fast right now just having you here, so it's amazing. Um. Listeners, you know, I love my affirmations and how the transform you are, what you think. And that is so powerful and all the scientific facts behind it. And remembering that in life, we've got tears in one mouth. And so we listen to ourselves a lot and that faults um, or the negative dialogue that we might have. It's time to change. It's time to open up. It's time to talk nicely and be positive to yourself, especially in this world right now. The heaviness of the energy. um, I feel it with turmoil, with people, the unknown, and what's coming up next. But to be able to stop for a moment and just be gratitude in your heart, like Bryn said, about the beauty of what's around us, about the beauty of what we truly have, and understanding that we are blessed and that we have our hard times for a reason. So, the affirmation we have today, and Bryn, what I would love to do is, as I read it, um, think or share. What comes to your mind um for my listeners and express to us what you're feeling right now so the affirmation for today is there is beauty in what was once broken there is beauty in what was once broken
2: i love that um well i just think it comes down to um when you think of a diamond right That a diamond has to grow with pressure um you can't have this beautiful diamond without pressure. So I just think um recon- to me, it just is a reminder of recognizing that um even though there's pressure or there's hard times, everyone in, in life is on their own journey and we're all different, but but joy and and goodness comes from what we learn in, in hard times, that hard times can be blessings and times when you feel broken or pressure or stress um, can help strengthen you. So that's what it means to me. I love that. Mm-hmm. Listeners,
1: get out your sticky pads, write this down. There is beauty in what was once broken. And just like Bryn said, like the diamond, I use that, the diamond in the rough about the pressure of the world and how it just develops us. And my belief is a lot like Bryn's where I believe each of us are a diamond and each of us have grown and become that brilliance because of the pressure, because of the things we've experienced in life that has brought us forward. And some of us are still kind of ruffling ourselves out and cleaning ourselves out, but that diamond sparkling through. So I appreciate that, Bryn, for your sharing that so much. And I love the fact that you're like, oh, we're connected here. We're we're on
2: the <laughs>
1: I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Bryn, I would love you just for a moment. I've got your bio in front of me. But I would love you to share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you've accomplished in this short time of life you've been on. Yeah, spam life. Because you're what? Mm-hmm. 20, you, we just decided before you're 28, right? Yep. They sure
2: the world. How old you are? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's great. Yes, I am 28. Um so. Yeah, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of four siblings, and have a really great relationship with my family. I'm really grateful um, for my parents and for my siblings. I really think they, first of all, really helped uh, help me grow into who I am, and have always just been so supportive and and always my best friends. I joke my mom is my best friend and my therapist and my workout partner and and all all the things. So. I my family moved to Ogden when I entered ninth grade, and so um, got to go to Ogden High, and that's that's how I got to know Karen. You know, back in a different phase of life, it was um, being good friends with uh, her son Dayton and her um, two daughters, knowing them through school, and then I went to Weber State University and studied political science and technical writing and was on the dance team there. So I have a passion for dance and for performing and, and, um, and just all the life lessons that really taught me and, and the confidence that has to come from going out and performing in front of a stadium or competing at a national competition. So I, I loved that phase of life. Um and then I had opportunities to do internships and kind of work throughout my undergrad, and and so those really kind of led me to the career that um, I have now. I've worked I worked for the Huntsman School of Business at Utah State while I got my master's degree um, at nights in business administration, and then. I don't know how much you want me to go into detail. No, I love but it. I love it. Okay, I,
1: I'm following along the bio. go, yep, click, you did that. Yep,
2: okay, so I did that. And then I, um, and we can talk more about this, but I had some, and still have, some really incredible mentors that um, saw value and saw strengths in me that I I didn't see in myself. And I, I had some doubts and thought, I'm too early in my career to be doing this, but really just, just pushed me and so i got to go work for the salt lake chamber i did public policy there was a registered lobbyist i'm representing utah's broad business community um, lobbying up on the hill and i loved that and when my um boss there went to be the chief of staff for the utah house of representatives she brought me with her and i got to do policy and com for the utah house and so through all of this, I'm learning all these amazing lessons and, and growing skills and and having, um, I mean, building relationships. That's that's my love is building relationships and working towards a common goal. But my love is Ogden. And I grew up here. This is where I wanted to all of this time. I'm still living in Ogden, commuting to Salt Lake. and And I really, and everything I was doing, wanted to come home. And bring all the experience and and everything I've learned to better the community that I grew up in and I graduated from and um I'm choosing to call home with my husband and so there's an opportunity to work for the um, Ogden Weber uh, Technical College doing development um, so that's running their foundation and and working with. Um, the custom fit program, which helps develop businesses and their employees and government relations. I started the alumni association there. And so I felt like I was really helping build my community that way and supporting students um, wanting to further their education. And I loved it and had no intention of leaving until the one job that I would ever leave for um, came available. And that was to be the executive director of the Ogden School Foundation which is the district I graduated from, is the district I live in. Um, I worked for the foundation, and um, my predecessor, Janice Voss, was the executive director for 32 years. And I had worked for her through my undergrad, and it just felt like coming home. And so I am so excited that now I get to continue to serve the community that I love um, here as as the director, providing opportunities for students um, in my community. So. But there is a kind of brief, long version of how I got where I am.
1: <laughs> well, and I love that you mentioned Janice Boss because Janice is a truly amazing, amazing woman and has done amazing yes. things for Arden. Um, like, like you know, we had her daughter Emily on for last month, and Emily has is right in her footsteps. Following her, making her own path, doing her own things, bringing in her own experiences—which I love about Emily, because she's a founder but continues to grow and evolve—and you're doing the exact same thing in your way, and back to the community. And to me, that is just enlightening, and and the passion you have. Tell the um our listeners a little bit. We were at a luncheon yesterday. Tell us um, the listeners a little bit about what that was, and the guest speaker for that one.
2: Yes. So um. W- we're part. Uh, Karen and I are part of the Ogden Weber Chamber Women and Business Committee, which is amazing. It brings women together in our community to um, strengthen each other and really cheer each other on and be each other's. Um, uh, I had a mentor and a former employer tell me, "You never are filling someone's shoes. You're always standing on their shoulders." And I feel like that's what we do as we come together is that we're standing on each other's shoulders and bolstering each other. But it was the Women in Business Athena Award, which is the highest award you can get as as a as a female um business leader. And so it was given to Sarah Tolliver, who is the CEO of Visit Ogden, which is um the, I'm not gonna remember the official title, but the outdoor recreation, tourism, yes, um, bringing
1: historical, um, historical 25th street, like stamping yes. that entire thing and bringing in our Saturday farmer's market and our mm-hmm. Halloween food thing. Was it spectacular?
2: What was it called? Uh, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. There we go. Yes. So <laughs> she's just been an incredible leader in our community and, um, we got to honor her and she spoke and just kind of told her experience and, and I, I so appreciated hearing that she talked about being the only female around the table, and also usually the youngest person around the table. Um, but just always being prepared to be the most knowledgeable and ready to listen, but the most prepared for the meetings. And um, that's actually you advice. Take it
1: down to heart, right?
2: Yeah, that's advice um, she gave me. You know, years ago when I just saw you have been able to be so successful and just the respect that she has within the community. It's not a, um, my way or the highway respect. It's a people truly value her opinion. And so I asked her, how, how did you do that? Especially starting out as a a young female, I feel like I can relate to you in that. And she said, be prepared going into every meeting. And so I, I try to do that. I try to know what's happening, do all the research and then listen, knowing that I don't know everything and I want to learn. So it was well, it was a great lunch.
1: It was and there's something that she said that stuck with me. Get back to where you live. Yes. She saw that when she was driving where Canada or Colorado or someplace for the like they were checking out another another city and it said get back to where you live or get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get back to where you live. Yeah. And it's like that stuck with me. I'm like how simple is that? But that's exactly what you're doing in your life, giving back to the community, giving back and and bringing more ideas and the energy that is around it all and giving back in a, in a good way and not being negative. I want to say, Bryn, the first time um, I ran into you after you graduated from high school and kids grow up or whatever was at the Realtors Davis County, the economic forecast. And there was Brent out there giving us a podcast. I'm like,
2: what the heck, girl? What's up there?
1: Yeah. That was amazing. So just a little bit about that. I know this isn't, this is just something that just came to my mind that that was probably one of the first times I saw you back on stage doing important things.
2: So that was um, when I was working at the Salt Lake Chamber, when I mentioned having uh, mentors and bosses that saw more in me than I probably saw myself and probably gave me responsibility. I wasn't qualified for at the time, but, or didn't feel qualified for, I guess I should say. Um, So we were working there and really trying to address the housing affordability um, crisis that was at the time looming. We knew it was coming um, to our state. And so um, we commissioned a study and then I was asked to go to 50 city councils and county commissions from, I mean, I went all the way from cash down to Washington County across the whole state of Utah, talking to these county um, commissioners and these city council members and mayors about land use, which is obviously a very um, sometimes difficult discussion to have mm-hmm. um, and, and talking about housing affordability. And I was really nervous at first to think, I am in my 20s. I'm, I'm still in my master's program. And this is my responsibility. Are they going to take me seriously? But um, my boss just said, No, you can do this. You have all the information, you have the knowledge. And you can do it. And so that was such an amazing experience for me to go do those. And then to, and then I presented and word got out. And so I'm presenting it economic forecast for realtors and, and just um, the opportunities that gave me um, because she knew I could do it and and gave me that chance to, that chance to grow. And so I'm so grateful for that.
1: How many mentors just in the last 28 years stand out to you? I mean, a mentor is someone that always stands out, but like your top, you said there's a couple.
2: Yeah. So um, when I was, and some of these people probably don't even know how they've affected me, and I think yeah, that, that is what I is so powerful. Yeah. Um, our fall author event this last year through uh, through the foundation, which I'm sure we'll we can talk more about later. But the author shared, um, go out and tell those that gave you opportunities, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um so and i i have like a list of people that i've started checking off but i need to reach out and finish telling everyone but so when i was working at utah state i met with um corey gardner and she had been the president of the ogden school foundation when i was um you know an hourly employee and just said i want to get some advice from you what do you think um like career wise, you've been so successful. And she just gave me some really good advice of, you know, putting yourself in opportunities that give you chances to grow and that you can um, really flourish and, um, and grow. And so I asked then Utah State, because I've always been between these two worlds of fundraising and government relations.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are
2: kind of my two, because I think they work really well together because it's all about building relationships coalitions to better those that you're serving and so and i those i think are my two loves because that is what i watched my dad do growing up as he kind of lived in both of those worlds and so i when i was at utah state i said i have these relationships at the capitol because i had been an intern and so that will be my second mentor is representative then representative francis Gibson. I interned for him. He was the House Majority Whip, um, and was incredible. I mean, let me sit in on every conversation with business leaders, with with uh, university presidents, with all of these movers and shakers in the state. He asked me to sit in, and then I would, you know, be taking notes. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, he would say, "So what? So what do you think?" And would talk me through his thought process. Wow. And just that level of respect was um was amazing. And so I did that the last semester. I had graduated and and did my inter- my undergrad and did my internship kind of as an audited class. And he said, So what's next? What are you gonna do? And I told him, I'm applying for this job up at Utah State and I want to get my master's. And he said, Great, I'm your reference. And he wrote my letter of recommendation. He, you know, wrote a glowing rec- uh reference for me and still i mean he messaged me just a month ago like is my biggest cheerleader and um and is supporting me through all of that so when i'm now working at utah state and i said okay i have these relationships at the capitol in the legislature with with donors down there if you want me to i can go down and advocate for the great things that we're doing up here and so again they gave me that opportunity to do that. So I'm there at the Capitol. And um and just, I mean, my boss is at Utah State, I would say, like Kim Larson still is advocating for me. But um I'm at the Capitol and I see Abby Osborne, who's VP for the Salt Lake Chamber of Public Policy. And she, I've just watched her for years, you know, and she's this firecracker, amazing woman. And I just walked up to her and said, I think you're amazing. What can I do to like prepare to one day work for someone like you or work for you? Like what yeah. can I do because I want to be like you. And then she reaches out to me and I think we're having a networking conversation and all of a sudden I find out it's an interview and by the end of it I have a job offer to come work for her. And so that's when I was at the Salt Lake Chamber and then worked for her at um the Utah House and she really pushed me to do things that mm-hmm might've been out of my comfort zone, but she believed in me. And so when the chance came to come home to Ogden Weber Tech, she knew that I'm an Ogden girl and that's what I wanted. And she was so excited for me, but is still someone that we do our Peloton rides together in the mornings before work, like still to this day and and still truly one of my closest friends and someone I admire, but she um, pushed me to do that. And then my team at OTEC again, President Taggart gave me autonomy and told me to go for it. And so I've done that and and then he supported me coming here. So I just feel like everywhere I've gone, mm-hmm. I've just had people that supported in me and believed in me and gave me opportunities that really helped shape me to be able to do all that I've been able to do in my life. That I feel very blessed for that. Um and I think. My hope is that it's my grandpa always would say cream rises to the top. And that's always my hope is that if I do the very best that I can and, and, you know, commit to it and, and uh, work really hard, I hope that's why they gave me the opportunities that I did because, because they knew that I trusted them and I, I wanted to work for those opportunities. And I love
1: listening to that because in those worlds, those environments, it can be cutthroat. Mm-hmm. And it and, can, yeah, and seeing and hearing that you had people that mentored you that can that saw a vision, maybe you hadn't seen it yet, but they could see in you and allowing that to happen. I'm sure you like reminded them of them when they were younger, the drive that you have and being able to step forward and help that grow. Mm-hmm. and help that inside of you, you know, rise that cream to the top. I love that cream always rise to the top, which is good. And it's, to me, it's
2: all that support underneath that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest, and now that I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I reached out to Sarah, Sarah Tulliver and asked her and I reached out. Um, Amanda Covington is someone I admire. And I reach out to with questions. I think I, I'm not afraid to ask, you know, that like, What would you do? Or how have you gotten where you have? How can I learn from you? So I think always being um, hungry and knowing that you can always grow, at least for me, is such a big thing, knowing that I'm not trying to figure this out on my own. There have been so many incredible people, um, like with the foundation now and Janice, she ran this for 32 years. And I'm not having to start over. I can always ask others around me. And I think people want to help those. So we can all stand on each other's shoulders. I'm going to come back to that. So
1: I love that coming back on each other's shoulders and standing and uniting together. And to me, that's what this is. This is what this environment and community is about. And I love that, that you're involved with that and you're part of it. And these mentors that have just come out of the woodwork, that you were not afraid to ask. And that I'm I'm a learner. I'm always trying new things, asking like I do the same thing. Well, how do you do that? Because I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to have new experiences. Because at the end of this life, I don't ever want to go. Oh, I wish I would have. I never want to regret. And I think that's very important in life not to get not to get in those ruts where it's just the hamster wheel over and over and over again. It's time mm-hmm. sometimes to jump off ask you know get a little nibble of the cheese and then ask for help and continue moving on so listeners we are going to go into a break but thank you Bryn we'll be right back and stay tuned because we've got a lot more to talk about with Bryn Murdoch <laughs> we'll right back after this message
3: Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine is authored by number 1 international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or or look for the book on Amazon.com.
0: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Now Women Ignite. To be a guest on the podcast or connect with a host, send an email to Karen at ShineNowOrNever.com. Let's get back to today's podcast. Here again is Karen Wright.
1: Listeners, welcome back to Now Women Ignite. We are in Ogden, Utah, and I'm talking to one of our locals, Bryn Murdoch, who is a powerhouse in the Ogden School Foundation, along with many other things. And if you listen to her, the first part of the show, you guys, if you're not in awe, I I don't know, I am like in awe with everything that Bryn has accomplished in her young life at 28 years old and the support, the mentors that she's had. And... One thing before break that I love about Brynn, she, she mentioned that she's never afraid to ask questions. And I think how important that is, because I mean, growing up, sometimes you get, you ask a question, you get made fun of, to pretty soon you sink and you're like, I'm not going to ask any questions. And in my, in my belief, Brynn, with your raising that you were always encouraged to ask questions, to ask questions. What else do you want to know? What else can you do? And I'm sure your personality is a lot like that also. That you want to learn and grow, and so I think that is truly amazing. Um. So, I want to ask you a question: How do you help others succeed? Because you've been where you've been helped by mentors mm-hmm. in the short six years of your life with going to college and working and things like that. And you truly mentioned something how you want to thank people. The last author, um guest spoke about thanking those others, thanking others who have helped you, who were your role models and things like that. So how can you give back? How do you help others succeed?
2: And you mentioned it in the intro, but I really do believe that a rising tide lifts all ships, you know, that, that it is my opportunity um, if, and how I can give back, um, to lift others, just the way I've been lifted. Um, so I have had, and I hope someone will someday say, Hey, Brynn, I have a question for you. And I'll just repeat what I have learned, you know, from others. Um, but really always taking the opportunity to, um, give back to those around me. Um, whether it be we have a really good working relationship with the other school foundations of sharing best practices and and here's what's working and I'm working closely with my counterparts at the technical college to really collaborate but individually um just finding ways to to serve and and whether it be professionally or just my neighbors or those that um I interact with really um taking the time to to recognize what they may need, if it's a a listening ear or, a you know, any sort of, of service that we can give. Um, and then giving back. That's why I love my job. My job is to help others in the community and help our students achieve um, things that they might not think are possible for them. So I think that that's just something I try to keep in the forefront of my mind is knowing that It is my blessing to be able to give back um, in whatever way that arises at the time. And I love
1: that. And I love that, you know, tide rises all boats and the cream rises to the top and it's all about rising together and you can Mm -hmm. do that. Um, let's, let's deep dive a little bit into the school foundation. What is Ogden school foundation? Tell us a little bit about it. I know a little bit about just because the background and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my ex Derek was a part of the foundation and did an amazing job and loved it and, um, the value in it. And he worked closely with Janice Voss and yeah, he was amazing with the foundation and loved every minute of it. And so this is kind of exciting for me to hear even more and for our listeners to kind of deep dive into this.
2: Yeah, so the Ogden School Foundation, we're connected to the Ogden School District, so the 501c3 arm of the district, um, and our mission is to provide educational enhancement opportunities to the students in Ogden School District. So really, it's it's as, as uh, simple as that, as providing opportunities for our students. Um, our school district is um, very unique in the fact that we are a minority-majority school district. Mm-hmm. Um, about fifty-three percent of our students are um, come from a di- diverse uh, population, as well as um, about seventy percent of our students are economically disadvantaged. Um, and so, just a lot of unique uh, opportunities come from that. Knowing that everything that we do, um, these students probably wouldn't have opportunity to be exposed to to um, these these, uh, whether it's we bring in authors, we uh, provide field trip opportunities, we kind of have four major focus areas. So literacy, math and science, technology and the arts. And so kind of whatever fills in 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 those areas, we have teacher grants. So each teacher in our district gets $1,200 worth of grant funding from the foundation, which is really unique. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, And we partner with this program called Donors Choose, which can help us double those numbers um, from other donors across the nation, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding unique ways to invest into each classroom, as well as we have our Market Star Student Resource Center. So we have clothing, food, hygiene items, household items, school supplies for every student and their family in our district. Um, that has a need, and then we're working um, right now on building out teen homeless centers in our two high schools um, for students to have access to washer and dryer and and oh. um, showers and food and the wraparound services that come. Our data, um, and this is 2019 data, but historically it stayed around about 10% of our students experience homelessness during the school year. So, just there's there's a need. So, for us to be able to help fill those um, basic necessities and those those gaps, so that they can then excel in school and the opportunities that we're providing, and then um, the district is amazing at helping families as well. So, really, it's just um, providing opportunities and the best educational experience for for our students, because we know if they're given the right chances and opportunities, they can do whatever they want. But sometimes they need someone there saying, look at this amazing 3D printer and what you've designed and you can make a career in engineering and you can do this. And so that's what we're here for.
1: I love that. Let's talk a little bit because the Fall Author is one of the main events that you have, like the biggest fundraiser, correct? Yes, yes. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that, because that's something all of us can go to. All of us can participate and learn and grow from those.
2: Mm-hmm. So we have three major fundraising events. We have a golf tournament, like every nonprofit does. Yeah, <laughs> We have a, we love golf tournaments. Um, we have a night at the Raptors game, which is our local baseball team. Um, every student and their family gets free tickets to go to the game, which awesome. again, that's a uh, an experience that most families in our district wouldn't have the opportunity right. Um, and then we have sponsors um, that make it a, make it a fundraising event. And then third is our fall author, Gala. And this started back in 1996 um, with uh, Brad Rayberry and um, it has just grown every year and it has actually become Utah's top literary event. So we bring in a world, uh, you know, a phenomenal author um, each year, and we don't do any um, like auctions or raffles or anything. You come and you sit. In, it's at the Ogden Egyptian uh, or Ogden Eccles Conference Center, and. We have a decorating committee that goes above and beyond. I mean, it's amazing just to come for the decorations, but they decorate the ballroom. So it's like um, a scene or based off of a topic of one of the author's books. So we um, bring in the author. We have a really nice dinner. We do an envelope ask um, for a specific need in the schools. This last year, we did an ask for classroom grants. But then we hear from this author. And um, then the next day, so in conjunction with all of this, we do an essay writing contest in the schools. And we have hundreds of students participate. We select 10 winners. And the prompt is, again, based off the author. They get recognized at the dinner. But then that next morning, they get a private meet and greet with the author. They sign the sign a book for them, speak with the students. And then we have an assembly where we bus in other students from the district to hear from, you know, this world-renowned author. Um, So this last year, we had Brad Meltzer, and he he was so inspiring, but just really talked. He has a children's book series about how ordinary people change the world. Mm -hmm. And so these students wrote about how they, these fifth and sixth graders, about how they, as an ordinary student, can change the world around them. Wow! And when he met with those student winners, I'm going to get choked up. Um, I was choked up then. He sat down and he had notes on each of their essays and said, when you wrote about this, it was inspiring and just went through with these students. And then pulled one aside who um, their story was so touching and heartbreaking about as a fifth and sixth grader, how much they have been through already. I mean, more than I can never imagine going through and said, you have a gift and you have a story to tell. Keep telling your story. Um, And so not only is this an amazing fundraising event that helps us provide all the support um, for our students, but it is an amazing event for the community to come be inspired. Um, It's an amazing event for our students to come and, um, and learn and be inspired. So this year, our ticket sales open February 15th if anyone okay. is interested. Yes, no, <laughs> um, promoted. <laughs> but <course. laughs> it will be October 5th um, and 6th. 6th will be the student portion with Anthony Horowitz. So he is from the agent we're working with is blown away. He usually doesn't come to the US, but he is coming from UK, the UK cuz he believes in our mission. Nice. He wrote all the Alex Rider series that are kind of a big YA um, teen spy. Uh, my brothers loved them, but um, but he also writes um, like Magpie Murders. He's kind of a mystery. He's written, been commissioned for a James Bond novel, but he also writes a lot of the shows on BBC. So if you've watched Foil's War or Magpie Murders, um, those are all him. So it's going to be a really, a really fun, fun night. Oh, a great way amazing. to support and invest in the students in our community well and
1: i love that and i love the fact that um it's going international now it's not i just,
2: know yeah it's pretty amazing it's like he, he is bringing his literary agent with him who is the and this isn't me just saying this this is the agent that i'm working with is, okay. is a little starstruck um he is bringing the president of the largest literary agency in the world with him to our event here in Ogden, Utah, so it just shows um, really the the respect and the the foundation that this event has. It's just so we've brought in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, Neil Gaiman, Amy T- Amy Tan, like just some really amazing authors, um, and all all to support our kids. Which I love that, and it
1: goes back to the kids, to the community and to the families. Um, Tell us a little about the resource center.
2: Yes, so that um, was created back in 2020. And as I mentioned, we have, you know, all the supplies that families need. We're actually building a new center on camp, a new building on campus that will house it. So it'll have a loading dock so we can take big shipments. It's doubling the square footage. We'll have a walk-in fridge for all fresh produce. Um, But we have at each of our schools, we call them CSCs, a community school coordinator. And they work closely with the families to identify what that family needs. And then we have a system where they can put in an order and it gets delivered to them. I mean, within the day if they need it. Mm -hmm. But everything from coats and shoes and all the things, socks, underwear. The basics that
1: a lot of us take for granted.
2: Mm -hmm. Everything that... That we're so blessed to have, and not everyone else is. And like the beginning of the school year, they identified students that wouldn't be having um, enough resources for school supplies. And so at back to school night, they gave them a backpack with all the things that they need, um, so they can be successful.
1: I love that. We actually, I'm on the roller board, the community connection, and so we we put together 500 backpacks and. And did that prior to school starting, and just you know getting together, br- bringing all the supplies together, you know going out purchasing things like that, and then loading them together and understanding that this is going. We've done Weber County, Davis County, so it's just it's one of those things. It's giving back, and it's just it's little, mm-hmm. but to others it's huge, and that's what I love about it is that it's all about like you said, service and giving back. Um, the teen centers, how is that? Tell us a little bit about that because that's a newer thing too,
2: right? Mm-hmm. So we are just in the very beginning stages. So last year through the legislative session, they appropriated um, grant funding. So we received a grant for Ben Lomond and we've now submitted for Ogden High. So we're hoping that will come through here shortly um, to help kind of with some of the construction costs. But we have some very generous architects and, and um construction management teams that are donating their time and their services to the project. Yeah. So we've identified a space in Ben Lomond and Arden High. Um, ben Lomond is right across the hall from the counseling center. Um, so it's just kind of this one-stop shop for all needs um, with an exterior door. So there's really no, to to preserve dignity for the students. of not insane. feeling like they have to be paraded through to get these resources that we just, we just take yeah. care of them. So um, I love any... that you guys have thought that through because it's respecting, it's embarrassing
1: mm-hmm. for these young teens, you know, mm-hmm. where they don't have, they want the help, but they're afraid to ask and being able to do it indiscreetly, I think is very powerful.
2: Yes. And so, I mean, just talking with their principal, when we were going and looking at this space, he said, I've received texts that we've, you know, opened the locker room for three students today already who needed a shower. This will be so well used and loved. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that. And then Ben Lo- and then Ogden High. And then within our district, my my personal goal or something that um we're starting to talk about um, and the district is on board is looking at finding the same resources in our Junior highs. So the state is supporting and helping fund portions of high school, but it's all focused on high schools right now. But knowing the need in our community, once we finish with our high schools, we really want to get into the junior highs. And then um, we've identified some space out at Odyssey Elementary who um, Odyssey within the boundaries is the lantern house. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've identified some space where we can support families who are, who are um, experiencing homelessness and staying at the lantern house for them to be able to access um, a place to, to support them and their needs as well.
1: Now that's amazing. And there has been a grown I mean, that percentage,
2: 10%, that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look at the, we're a district of about 11,000, um, yeah. it's about the same number that, uh, other surrounding districts have have identified, but we are a much smaller district, and so just a lot higher of percentage. Mm-hmm. And and if we can help them, and then then that's what we want to do.
1: And I think it's for it's so important. I mean, it's for kids. I mean, we have the the morning breakfast service, or you know, the lunch service, or the weekend things like so kids don't go without a meal. And um, how important is? I mean, that has been huge. I know mm-hmm. the district for kids going off to school early to get a good warm breakfast to start their day. And it's just yeah. the daily needs. And I'm sure there's probably been a rising um or more so will happen just with what's going on economically in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the nation. And, the you know, inflation with, and- yes, with all of that. And so for those who are like, and for those who can give and, and give back to the community, how can people, who can they reach out to? Where can they go? Because I think so many of us want to help, but we're not quite sure how to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us can write checks and be, and send it off and be like, yeah, okay, good. It's, you know, I've done something good today where others are more like hands-on. Like I right. have service where that's more me. I want to be there. I want to help and do things like that. Um, so how can we get involved?
2: Well, I will say, reach out to I will be the point person, I will take anyone that wants to be involved and point you in whatever direction that is. Like you mentioned, um, if if you're interested in financially giving, you can um, OgdenSchoolFoundation.org. And we have an, a give option there and a breakdown of all of our programs. Um, but we're always needing volunteers in our help with, with the Market Star Resource Center and just the logistics of that. We have an amazing team, but there's a lot that that is on their plates there. And so a helping hand there or um, you know, opportunities to be in schools and be involved. So any anytime anyone wants to be involved, you can reach out to the foundation and to me and MurdochB at Ogdenesti.org. I let me know and we will we will gladly have any help and and truly all help is the investments in the students in our community and we know Investing in our students is investing in our future. So,
1: and I totally believe that, and love that that you said that because I think sometimes, I'm in our. I mean, Ogden's diverse with you know, people who live here, but also age wise too. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot older citizens live here, things like that, and um, a lot of them are like, "Well, we're gonna die soon. Doesn't matter." (laughs) We're like, "No, don't be saying that." It's like. No, continue to because whether you have kids or grandkids, I mean, this is the legacy that you're leaving behind in order to help other people, especially mm-hmm. the youth and the children in our in our community, and how important that is. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. I love the fact that the author, um, Brad, actually sat and talked to those those children. And what a what an amazing topic. How can ordinary people make a difference? And if you think about it. Those that have become extraordinary were basically ordinary and sometimes didn't have anything Mm -hmm. where most of those who are successful, the millionaires, the billionaires, they weren't handed it. They've worked hard to get to where they're at. And I think that's really important to think. We look at the end results of people and go, oh, I want to be like that. But a lot of times you don't understand their story and what they've been Mm -hmm. through and how they've evolved and Failed, right? The roller coasters. We talked about this a little bit before the show. How, Mm -hmm. you know, Sarah was talking about there's times, here's Sarah, you know, this wonderful person, but there's times where she's like questioning, have I done enough? And that happens to all of us in life. Have we done enough? What else can I do? And there's so much of that that happens on the backside that we put on our masks because we don't want people to see that maybe we're struggling. Mm -hmm. And I think in reality, how important it is to Allow people to know we are human. We do struggle. We do question. So before we close, we just have a couple of minutes, Bryn. With that kind of as the theme, word of advice you would give to other people listening. Maybe they're having one of those dates. You know, I had one last week where I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's a new moon. I know the moon phases. Let me tell you, new moon hits me. And I'm like, whoosh, I go into my me hole. My me hole is what I call it. <laughs> I get self-absorbed. Well, it's me. So I call it my mehole. I'm aware of it, right? But word of advice to someone who might be struggling at this time. I just
2: I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that that lift you up. Um so for me, that's that's my husband, that's my my mom and my dad, my siblings usually don't, but um also my team. And for me, and and we were talking about this. When you have a purpose and your reason why, I always go back to my why. Um, When I know my why and I have people around me that can help lift me, then it's easy to to continue on and and know that no matter what you're doing, you're working towards your why. And so my why is my community um, and the students in our community. I've always been mission driven. I mean, it's it's so important to me to feel like I'm involved in something that's bigger than myself. And so that's why I chose the career path I did. But maybe it's service organization, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's it's, you know, a family member, whatever it is, um, I always go back to that why and know that no matter what I'm doing, if I'm if my why, if I'm in line with my why, um I can I can do it and and we'll together make a difference.
1: I love that. I think it is really important. There's so many um, self-help books that are talking about what is your why and be clear, have clarity what your why is and it can change. You know, six months could be one and then another month, it might be something else, but understanding your why at this time in your life, I think is very important. Listeners, remember there's beauty in what was once broken. The affirmation for today, never forget that is that that's how we learn and grow because we're always going to have that roller coaster ride in life. And when we're in our deepest, darkest pit is when we can see the light and step-by-step moving forward to the next why in our life. So never forget that. The world is not for sissies. We are here to experience our own story as we each walk our own personal journeys. Have an amazing day, and thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next month, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us.
0: Now, Women Ignite can be heard monthly on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We look forward to you joining us again.